everybody. I'm your host, Taylor Rooks. And in this episode, I sat down with my dear friend and defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, to talk about his rookie NFL season, his top five quarterbacks, what he's learned from his mentors, and what it's like living and playing under the immense pressure of being a Dallas Cowboy. Enjoy. Micah Parsons is in the building. What's up, T. Rooks? How you doing? You know, I'm good, man. I just be maintaining, living life. Maintaining, living, prospering. You know, manifest, manifesting. You Absolutely. Know. All the things. I mean, what a season it has been for you. Monster season. And we're going to talk about all of that. But what I have to bring up first, I need to make sure everybody watching knows how good you are at games. <laughs> Because I've never lost a day of my life. Never lost. And so, story time. I met Micah before he was drafted. He was figuring everything out. We were hanging out with Saquon. We were doing a game night. Me and you ran the table in Taboo. Nobody beat us. Nobody. No, nobody beat us. I think we did Taboo and Heads Up, and we were so good. And then Saquon wanted you on his team, the jealousy. It was just bad. And I told him, it's crazy because now that I got my boy Duran with me, and I told Saquon he could have you, and we're gonna wipe your nose. You, I like this is a thing. I'm honestly being as real as possible. There is no world where you beat me in heads up or taboo. I am honestly, I think I'm the greatest player in America. And then you know, someone always meets they they maker, and that's gonna be me every time. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad okay. you're smiling right now, and it's good for the show, but. Tomorrow, you're going to be sick to your stomach talking about, I can't believe I just lost to Mike and Duran. I also can't believe that you're just, like, dropping me for someone else. I mean, I'm doing it because the simple fact is I don't want no excuses from Saquon because I'm going to wipe his nose, too. The yeah. great one, you know, they all going to be like, oh, you're <laughs> cheating, you got Taylor. Uh, you know, I don't need the best partner. Well, because, you know, they recognize. You got to admit, out of the group, I'm the best. You're one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. I can't give you the best title because I'm the best. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to do one round of heads up. You're, uh, you give me clues. Okay. Okay. Or do you want to do opposite? What do you want? You tell me. Um, I like uh, a nice little just kidding or... Uh, I hate just kidding. That's uh, like the see, worst It's category. the simple ones. No, wait, wait, we wait, have wait. to let do me, movies sure or TV up. shows or football, basketball. Uh, what see, else is football there? football and basketball be too easy. Uh, superstars. See, I don't, I don't really like know a lot just of superstars. Kidding. Okay, what about see, pop culture? See, I don't want to. I don't like the things that I'm good at. That's why. I, <laughs> <laughs> and you're good at just kidding. That one is awful. That is so easy. Wait, let me look at it because it might be something else that I, I like that I might have to tap into. Yeah, I like movies. Is fun. TV shows is fun. See, you guys. See, you read a lot of books too. So yeah, I have you, the book one. Yeah, I'm not playing that one. Yeah, mine is just gonna be just kidding. Fine, we'll do just kidding. Well, you're just kidding. I'm not going to be good at this. I don't even think I've ever My played this one. You. No warm-up, too? No warm-up. Okay. <laughs> oh, what do you have in your hand? Phone. Yeah, but Cell what phone. is it? What type is it? Uh, iPhone? Yeah. Um, what do you send to someone when you're trying to see them? A text. What An invite. Yeah. A, 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 An e-bite. No, you had it right. But text what is, message. Yeah. <laughs> What? Um, ah. what is red, yellow, blue, orange? Right? What do you, red, yellow? What does that mean? Like a stop sign. I mean, I red light. Uh, I, I, red, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah green yeah, light. Green. Um, it's a it's a casino in Las Vegas. It's a uh, Caesars. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's it's something. It's like an animal. Bellagio. Guy. It's an animal. It's an animal. Like it 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 it, it, it runs real fast. Cheetah. Uh-uh. What type of casino is in Las Vegas a cheetah? What, che- what are you talking uh, skip about? It, skip it. A lion? What are you talking no. about? No. Oh, um, it's tall, they're old, they you know. Fuck. I'm gonna tell oh, you how to do this. You, you threw me off. It's a flamingo hotel. Okay, but hold on. Green color of broccoli. Yeah, see, you are not doing the clues right. What let, do you mean? A red me, light? Let me show you how to do clues. Okay, let me show you how to do clues. This is, we not here anymore. See, okay, uh, Jack Sparrow of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, Johnny Depp? 
What is he playing? A pirate. Yeah. Uh, what do you put when it's raining? Umbrella. That easy one. No, no. Uh, Moby Dick. Uh. What creature is he? A whale. He? Yes, go. Um, March of the... It's animal. They're black and white, cold. Um, penguin. Yep. Uh, what do you put on your neck when it's cold? Uh. In the winter. You put it on your neck when it's cold in the winter. You put gloves, a hat, and a... Uh, scarf. Yes. Um, what, it's like a big version of a tablet. It's uh, also iPad. Apple. Yep. Um, you eat this in the movie theater, butter. Uh, popcorn. Yep. Um, you, you put these on blue... Pants. No, blue no, no. jeans. Yes. Um, you wear this, football, to protect your head. Helmet. Yep. These easy now ones. let's go. We're not there. <laughs> hey, let me go again. Let me go again. Those are so easy. No, no, Micah. Micah, that is how you give clues. Those quick, are so quick, easy. Quick, okay? We'll do it one more and we're moving on because you got to redeem yourself. Those were so easy. I don't know what that clue was for green. What we do got... you mean? It's a red light. Red, That's not what yellow. you said. You said red, yellow. Exactly. Would you not get that? Okay, uh, one more time. Get it, get it together. I have a warm up. Man, I have a warm up. Hold on. <laughs> oh, some uh, something you play, uh, you shoot basketball. Yep. Oh, pom poms. Cheerleading. Yep. Uh, you hit it with the bat. Baseball. Yep. Uh, you warm this up. Noodles, oodles, and noodles, and you warm this up in the microwave. Yeah. Uh. You go down this at a water park. Slide. Yeah. Uh, you go here to get your every six months for your breath. Um, Dentist. Yes. Uh, you use this to, if you want to change something in your house, you might want to change bulb. the color. Change the color. So you you, you stroke it. You the stroke. lights? No, you want to change the house. Oh, paint. Yes. Like, oh, she's trying to sell me on purpose. Uh, girls I, might wear this on their arm. Bracelet. Pre- yep. Um... Skip that one. Okay. Uh, oh, it's a square, and then think of geometry, square. Triangle, yeah. circle. Uh, oh, you are... It's posing. Pose? Honestly, that was good. There's my partner. That first... See, I had a warm-up. It, it takes a little warm-up. That, that first one was a struggle, but all that matters is we made it, and we here. But you're, see, you are good. Yeah, I just had to warm up my brain. I was a little nervous. The cameras and everything. <laughs> you just got to take a little time. Yeah. I get it. Well, you know, that is not the best thing that you're best at when it comes to games. I would say football uh, is probably the, the number one thing. What has this year been like? Such a whirlwind for you. Uh, it's honestly been so fun. Like, tremendous. Like, And then it also had its struggles, but it's been just really great because, like, the guys I was around. Like, I've been around some really great guys, some Hall of Fame guys, so I got to really see uh, how it is to be a pro, like, as a rookie. So I'm glad I got to be at the drafts of the Cowboys, really, because I got that early stage just watching Dak, Tyron, Zach. I mean, Zeke, I mean, these guys is all all pro guys that I got to watch and, you know, take a lot of notes from. So it's been cool. Well, you know, one of my my favorite Micah quotes, I don't think the NFL is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate on that quote. Uh, and do I, you still feel the same? I mean, yeah. I mean, just because, like, I'm not saying there's not a lot of talent, but you can't expect everyone to be, like, an elite player, I would say. Like, not everyone is elite. So, I mean, like, there's come times where you face the Dalvin Cooks and, the, you know, the... Saquon Barkley's and stuff like that, but not everyone is Dalvin Cook or Saquon Barkley. And, you know, I think once you put the time and the work in, everything starts to slow down. I think everyone would say the same. So, I mean, if you're coming out, partying all the time and things like that, and you're sluggish and you're not really taking care of yourself, the league might be challenging and hard, but, I mean, if you put the work in and, you know, you put the mental reps into it, I mean, everything will slow down for you. And it got to a point where I'm like, like, I'm here too, you know what I mean? So once you build that confidence, I mean, it got pretty easy from there. So you're saying it's like your preparation and your talent that made it easier yeah. uh, through that time. And when you're facing the elite players, what makes a player elite to you in your matchup? I would say how dynamic they are and like what type of challenges they face for the defense. Like when you play like an Alvin Kamara it's so easy to take, like, a linebacker out the game. Like, someone like me, because I would have to be the cover guy, so they'll take me out and leave somebody else in. 
or just something like that, or like someone who can run and but also do routes. Like those guys just always create problems because just the matchup, like you want the right guy on them. And then like you might want to turn and protect. Like just a lot of the defense will just key on them the most. So uh, those are type of elite guys. I mean, and sometimes like, you know, some people don't get keyed who you would think get keyed. Yeah. So, but there's certain guys that will get two or three people coming their way rather than just, oh, we know you can win that matchup. Okay, so then for you, you obviously, you know, you did your thing every game, but who was that most difficult matchup this year? I would say Dalvin was definitely, like, a big matchup for me. There was, like, one time he put his shoulder down. I was like, oh, shoot, like, he's here too. So, I, like, the next time I had to get back at him. So I say Dalvin, Debo, of course. Like, that was a game where I just felt like I was just running nonstop. Uh, anytime we played a mobile quarterback and I was stuck spying him, like Kyler, I mean, yeah. look at him. Like, he creates a problem for us just because, like, instead of you can blitz five, like how we would do for someone less mobile, but someone who could get outside the pocket, I got to stay back and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, watch him and things like that. Those are the type of things that create problems for the defense. Isn't it wild, quarterbacks now? Yeah. And the job that you have trying to contain them when they are the movement, like it's it's insane. Like, yeah. that changes your job, too. Yeah. Like, if we play Josh Allen, I'll be stuck spying him. Like, guys who can extend those plays, get outside the pocket, and just hurt you downfield, I mean... And, you know, average plays around three seconds, and those guys, they will stretch like it. Six, seven, mm-hmm. and that creates even more problems. Yeah. Okay, so said, didn't think the NFL was hard, but tell me one thing you were wrong about the NFL. Something that you thought it was that it turned out not being. Uh, I probably thought like it was like a family thing. Like I came from a college, and I was thinking like it's going to be so much like family, like so much more tighter people, but like, Really, it kind of get lonely in the league, bro. Like, you kind of, like, don't really have nobody. And it's like, you kind of have friends that you have at work. But outside of work, like, you might have, like, one guy or two guys that you might really just hang out with. Because at the end of the day, it is kind of a job for everyone. Yeah. When did it hit you that it wasn't that way and it is, like, kind of lonely? Um, all through camp was fun because we was all there together in Oxford. So I got really close with a bunch of the guys. But... Right around that Jalen Smith thing happened, I was like, yo, like, and Smith was a guy that, like, I was looking up to, and, you know, he was a a vet in the room, and I was just kind of like, dang. Yeah, and because you are somebody who, super outgoing, you have your friends, you love your friends, I know you loved, like, that, the Penn State environment. Mm Mm-hmm. How, what has that adjustment been like for you? Has it been difficult? Have you gotten used to it? Yeah, I kind of got used to it. I got my brother staying with me and stuff like that, but... Honestly, Dallas kind of got the same environment with the football environment in that aspect. Like, their fans is just as crazy as Penn State. Yeah, and y'all have the craziest fans, like, probably in the Big Ten, I would say. Yeah. Especially at football games. Yeah. Is this how you saw your career playing out? Like, when you think of Penn State, Micah, this rookie year? For sure. I'd be lying if I didn't, like, you know, obviously I have my own goals or what I want to do, and I was, like, competing with other guys to do it. Like, Jason Owe, of course, like, we just... Had a lot of discussions. I was actually with him last night. And, you know, it was kind of like, you were streaking, streaking. We was both streaking. And, like, you just turned up. Like, he's like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you was on my back, bro. Like, yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, I always, like, found football kind of, like, my thing. Yeah. No, I love that answer because I think you should be so sure about a talent that you have and you have a vision of what that talent is going to bring you in life and what that path is. And there are some things that we expect to happen to us. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, oh, no, no, no. I knew I was going to be this once I got into the league. But the thing is, you just can't say it to everyone. I keep telling people that, like, you kind of just got to keep it to yourself. You don't want that ego, that confidence, someone thinking like, oh, this guy thinks he's this. Mm-hmm. So, like, for people out there, like, keep your dreams to yourself because, you know, People could take it for arrogance, like, oh, who does he think he is? He hasn't really did anything. Like, he's new. But really, like, I tell myself every day to myself, yeah, like, what I'm going to be, how I want to perform, like, how great I want to be. Yeah. But now that you're here and you feel like you've at least proven it to some some extent this season, you feel like you can say it. No, nah, I still want to say it. Okay. Just you know you just said it. I, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, but I'm just saying this in general, like, yeah. I won't say it out loud. Like, yeah. 
you know, I don't want to give no one no reason to put a mark on my back or anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know that the mark is on your back. Next year, teams will treat you differently. They have they have a year of tape. It's going to be a, a different ball game next season. That's fine. You're like, I'll overcome. I mean, it's that's the part about playing multi-positions. Like, you could game plan for me at rusher. That's cool. You could game plan me at end. But, like, I mean, eventually, like, there's going to be a time where I get a one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't find me the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the thing I like about I play around so much talent, too. I got D-Law, I got Randy, so it's not like I could just be the focal point. Mm-hmm. Or they could go off, you know? That's, yeah. It's not a selfish game. That's what I like about football. For sure. It's not just you. You did a story with uh, the ABC in Dallas, and you had a really good quote uh, that I want to read. You said, why stay at a 99 when you can get to 100? Like, why wouldn't you ever want that extra one? Like, if we're both 99s, what would be the difference between me and you? Great quote. Are you at 100 now? <laughs> no. Okay. I, like, 100 is, like, the impossible because I don't think no one's, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. But if you strive to get to 100, it just keeps the, hun- the hungry. Like, mm-hmm. I stay hungry. Like, I can never be complacent. Like, I got to be the best at everything. Yeah. So, in what ways... Can you improve specifically you individually? What are the leaps you can take next season? I was instinctual, but like instincts only take you so far. Like there's a couple plays that I missed. I was like, damn, like I could have had that. Like if I would have just, you know, watched more third down film or like watch more second down film or watch like it's kind of hard because I don't think there's not too many people that play play like me in the play style I play with. So it's kind of hard to watch film, so I got to watch myself mm-hmm. on steps and mistakes that I made so that way I know how they're going to attack me and get prepared for the next week. Okay. So all of this stuff is really, like, what you can control. Yeah. Okay. The Primetime actually taught me that. I was in the elevator. I was like, well, what did you ever do? He's like, bro, the best way to get better and the best way to know how people are going to attack you is to watch yourself. Like, what are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, like, when I'm watching film, I'm looking at myself like, what was my steps like? Was I slow reading? Like, you know, did I play too fast, too slow? Things like that. Dion, I feel like, is such a good mentor uh, for for younger players right now. What are some other things that he's told you that have stuck with you? Bro, this was actually one time in uh, Florida, and I saw him in the elevator. I was like, dang, prime time. Like, and, he, and that quote stuck with me. And I was like in high school, bro. Really? Yeah. So he said this two years ago, and this is the thing you're thinking about all the time. Yeah. Anything that someone drops something on me that I'm like, dang, like, I was some crazy stuff right there. I always keep with me. And I tell other people because I think it's so cool. So I assume you've spoken to him since, though. Like, you you have not spoken to Dan since Mm. this elevator Florida time. No. Oh, my gosh. You'll have to connect. He's You should go to one of the HBCU games. I might. Yeah. No, I I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Okay, so who do you look to in the league right now for that mentorship? Uh, honestly, I'd be looking at, like, one person. is no person on no other teams, but when I was at the Pro Bowl, like, I met Chandler Jones. And he was kind of, like, teaching me some stuff. And he was like, yo, do you realize you're doing this? I was like, no, nah, I don't do it. He's like, I've been seeing a lot of people doing this. It's been effective. It's like, I'd be false-stepping sometimes. And I was like, oh, I know. But you went back and you were like, you know what? He might be right about yeah. that. Yeah. And I was full step when I looked at like some of these films. Yeah. And things like that. And I think that's one thing. I think there's not like an envy league. Like everyone is so supportive of each other. Yeah. And you know, love to see each other eat. Like everyone's like, man, I'm so happy. Like you had a, such a great year. Like you wouldn't be small, things like that. So yeah. Uh I kind of like that stuff. So, yeah. And you you did have a great year. Obviously, big conversation right now about defensive rookie of the year. Versus defensive player of the year. Where do you fall on that conversation? Uh, I would definitely try take the claim on uh, defensive rookie of the year. Even player of the year is tough because T.J. Watt did have a crazy year. Those last three games, he went just berserk. Yeah. He was hungry for it, you know? So I wouldn't be mad, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just happy to be, you know, for right now, I'm happy to be in that conversation, but... Speaking on, like, next year, I'm definitely going to be gunning for it, you know? Yeah. And it's also just wild to think that you were able to accomplish this as a rookie. Like, you realize the numbers you were putting up are 
abnormal for some for someone year one. See, I don't be thinking that. Like, remember those things that expect, like, yep. I kind of, like, wanted to expect to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, anything but, like, a great performance for me, I feel like I just had a bad game. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like, someone was texting me. It's like, why are you so mad? Like, people inside, I'm like, bro, like, I'm not doing all that I want to do out there. Like, I, I like, I, like you kind of see on the side, like, ask Trey, like, bro. And then they saw the program, it was like, he was like, why are you so mad? Like, like, bro, it's not even about that. It's like more my standard yeah. than anybody else's. Like, good is okay for some people, and I'm fine with that, but it's not okay for me. Yeah, like you're holding yourself to that, and that's yeah. like what's going to, to keep pushing you. Because if you don't, no one else will, you know? And that's kind of what I told Q. I was like, bro, you got to hold me to the standard that I like to hold myself to. Yeah. Thirteen sacks this year. Which one was your favorite? I would say the one that broke the record, the Raiders game. Okay. So so mad we lost. You know, you kind of get it to a third and eighteen on Thanksgiving. Huge play, break the record, and then it's kind of like, dang, yeah, you lose anyway off a of PI. That's horrible. And it like takes away how you can celebrate because you can't be talking about it because you lost the game. Yeah, like <laughs> no momentum, just. <laughs> That just that just hurts the gut. Yeah. Which quarterback didn't you sack that you want to sack? Who? Kyler Murray. Oh, I wanted him so bad. Oh, I wanted him so bad. <laughs> he would have tied uh, Javon Curse's record. Yeah, you were close. I was real close. And then, you know, uh, he's like, he's from Texas, too. And, like, I was at the Pro Bowl. He's like, you have four quarters to get me, and you didn't get me. I was, like, so mad. I was just like, yeah, I know. So you're like, oh, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, I was like, bro, I hope we play y'all next year. I hope I, I, like, I hope I run against you sometime soon. Yeah, you talked about it a bit, but tell me more about why it was so hard to get Kyler in that game. Like, he was just so, like, dynamic. Like, the way he can extend plays and get rid of it, like, he has great pocket awareness. Yeah. Like, he's definitely, like, a top five quarterback in my eyes. Ooh, okay, now, you know if you're going to throw out a top five, you got to say who's in it. Those are the rules. For sure, for sure. Okay, right now, top five. Uh, I would say Mahomes, and then I will put Josh Allen second. Then I'll put, like, Rodgers Mm. Rodgers might be ahead of Josh Allen, to be honest with you. Okay. Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh. I ain't going to put it in order because it's just so hard. It's just a five, okay. But then I would say Kyler. And then I would say, like, my fifth ones, like, tie that fifth because, like, they've been through a lot this past year. would be, like, Lamar and Dak. No Joe Burrow? No. Why doesn't he crack the top? Joe's, like, extremely good, but, like... Some games, Joe would, like, have a day. But in some games, like, he's not there. Mm. Tell me more about how you know when those not there games are happening. Against the Bears, he do, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's easy to get in his head because I haven't played him and I'm playing him next year. So I want this to get to him. And he'd come <laughs> out here down to 18 Stadium and throw for 400 and be like, he said that in the <laughs> interview. So I don't want to say nothing crazy, but... I would just say, like, I don't know. I think he's passed. I think in the playoffs, he's been tremendous. Yeah. Like, but there's a few games early on that, like, I don't know. He kind of said it was the confidence in his knee, which I believe it. Like, yeah. And I, you kind of saw, like, he wasn't trying to run mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think he's kind of over that hump. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to look for it next year. But I think he's a top 10 quarterback for sure. For sure. And he's climbing the ranks. Like, but to just throw him in the top five already is kind of, like, crazy. It's a bit crowded at the top when yeah, it, it comes is. to quarterbacks in this league. And I didn't put Brady in there because obviously he retired. Yeah. But actively quarterbacks, that's like my top like five, six right there. Definitely. I mean, what Joe Burrow did last game, that is when I said, no, the future of what these quarterbacks are going to be, and specifically the future of Joe Burrow, I think it eventually will kind of be yeah. Joe's league. No, Joe, his... You know, his personality, his everything he cares with, carries himself really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think he's definitely a player that I like. Yeah. And, you know, he's hard not to like. 
Yeah. Okay, so people say this all the time, but I saw you say it in an interview when you talked about read the man, not the ball. Mm -hmm. Elaborate on how that helps your game and also give me an example of what you mean by that. So read the man, not the ball. So linebackers, like when you're watching tape or whatever you're doing, look at the running back. Like what's his depth versus when he's running the ball or versus he's pass pro? And I guarantee you look at most backs, like their back maybe a yard behind a quarterback, especially in shotgun, like inside zones. Yeah. Okay. Now you look at the tackle as a rusher, like, and his tendencies, not people know about their tendencies, like unless you watch yourself. And they might switch it up, like, you know, mm-hmm. ghosts like Tyron Smith at LC told me, like, they switch it up depending on who they play. Um, maybe his foot is just dropped back, like it kind of digs into the ground just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And when the ball's about to snap, maybe his hand jumps back first when, the, when he knows it's about to go. Um, maybe, like, you know, he might get in a three-point versus a two-point on pass versus run and things mm-hmm. like that. Just, like, depending on the player, read the man, not the ball. It'll help you just get a better start. Yeah. And no anticipate anticipation versus pass or maybe play action. He might try to reach block you versus mm-hmm. just regular Set I think that's what some people don't realize. When you talk about football IQ, it's really those little things. It's like really knowing your personnel, knowing your opponent, and that's what really separates you in gameplay and eventually just in your career in general. Okay, I'm going to throw out a quarterback, and you tell me something they do. You're reading the man, okay? okay. We'll do Kyler. We talked about Kyler. All right, what so are some of his tendencies? He kind of like... Depending on the pass rush, like, he's very pass rush anticipated. Like, if it's heavy rush, like you saw the Rams, he's kind of more like one read. But if he doesn't feel anything, he's kind of like progression reading. Derek so, Carr. Uh, Derek Carr? It's hard for me to say that because I play edge that game. Okay. So I, it got to be more like edge rush. But one thing about him, he was way faster than I anticipated him being. Okay. When like, did you know that? <laughs> it was like one of, it was like a third down and long, and he like got outside the pocket and he dipped off. And we was like in a stunt. And he got the first and he was like hyper, but I was like, he was moving. Yeah. Okay, it's only been one season, obviously, but is there a quarterback you feel like you read a bit better than the others? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Probably Haneke. Okay. Why'd you laugh? Because I I didn't want to do, like, a division rival, but, you know, <laughs> uh, definitely Heineke, for real. Okay, why? Um, You could tell when he, he gets flustered. And then when he does that, he kind of, like, holds the ball just a little bit more, like, gets unsure of his reads. Yeah. You know? So kind of, like, you know, when things ain't going right, it's definitely not, like, and it's easy for you to exploit that because yeah. you know your man. Yeah. Okay. You are somebody who is very used to winning. And you have you have been a winner most of your life. So how do you deal with losing? How did you deal with Cowboys first round exit? Right, like that it was like it was like emotional, but at the time like I felt like I'd done everything in my possible way to win, like and like, I, it wasn't emotional at first until I realized, like, who all had the chance of, like, losing, like, around the room. And that was, like, really tough for me because, like, you know, as much as, like, as a rookie, like, you like, man, I can't wait for the season to be over. Like, I didn't expect to go out like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there was all this stuff on social media about the Cowboys. Like, that's one bad thing about the Cowboys. When we lose, everybody happy we lose. Like, <laughs> so it just built some inside, like, I think next year is going to be a different type of hunger for me, like, mm-hmm. especially around that playoff time. Like, I was kind of nervous for my first playoff game, but now that I know the feeling and what's it like. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone needs that one feeling, that defining moment in their life where they get that bitter, like, loss mm-hmm. that kind of put, like, a fire inside of you. Yeah. Dak did an interview, and he talked about that loss, and he said, Honestly, I'm still not over it. I actually think it's going to be one of these games in my career that I think about forever. Is it like that for you? Uh, maybe for him. His pressure is different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, as a leader of the team, 
like, he has so much ride on her. Like, no matter if it's a, if he don't throw for three passes or something, like, people are like, man, what was Dak doing? And it's kind of like a failure for him because as a quarterback, think about, like, all the defensive plays the Bengals made, but it kind of, like, highlighted Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that defense held him to three points that, like, but it was, their focus was Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, like, the face of the franchise and you got so much ride on, like, your career and they're going to talk about how much you make and all those things that really don't matter. Mm-hmm. Things that don't matter. Who cares how much someone makes? They can play football. They can play football. And, you know, I think that game stung for him. Yeah. And, you know, I think we all realized the talent we had on that team. And to go out like that was just, just awful. So what words do you give Dak? You know, as his teammate, you're seeing what everybody's saying. You're seeing probably what he's feeling. What do you say to him? A guy like Dak, you don't got to say anything. Like, Dak would probably say something to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of guy Dak is. Like, Dak is such a, like, great leader and such a motivational person. Like, however much they, that man been through, he always finds a way to smile and, like, put smiles on other people's faces. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't got to tell Dak to work. You just see him work. Yeah. Like, and walkthroughs, Dak has a full sweat on in a sweatsuit. Like, mm-hmm. walkthroughs. Like, he doesn't have a way to slow down in his mind. So, like, people, like, say, oh, well, Dak didn't do this. Well, the way he works, I, I have full confidence that, like, he will get it. Yeah. And, like, it's so early on. Like, Dak's 28, right? I'm not sure how it is. But about that, he's about yeah. my age, yeah. Stafford reached his third Super Bowl at 32. Mm-hmm. Like, people, like, patience is a virtue, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't going to be one pivotal moment that defines that career. Yeah. Like, he has a, such a great opportunity to bounce back. Yeah. And I would say, you know, sometimes we do these things. Like, we make decisions about people really early. Mm-hmm. And we let seasons define people. But I do think on the flip side, though, if we're okay with letting good seasons define people, I do understand why sometimes people also allow the opposite to. I don't necessarily agree, but I get the the thought process. Yeah, and I think that's like that with everything, though. Yeah. Because I've been judged, you know, mm-hmm. pre-draft, people's like, oh, this kid's so immature, like, things like that. But I think everyone deserves a chance. Everyone deserves opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, no one should be defined by who they were before. Or, I mean, we'll all be in shambles. But yeah. it only works for certain people, though. That's the thing that I hate the most. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when Say got injured, like, people say, oh, my God, just, just give it time, like, you know. Yeah. They, people forget that things happen in life that we can't control. Totally. They're uncontrollables. So, you know, you can only control what you control. Mm-hmm. So I, that's one thing that, you know, I really hate that mm-hmm. people do. Like, I've never judged someone. Yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned Saquon. I think that's a really good example. I always talk about, I think about Saquon, and I also think about Odell. So many things in sports, it's all situational mm-hmm. and it's circumstantial. I barely know Odell, but I'm so happy for him. Right. I met him like maybe once or twice while I was with Say. And, you know, I saw his situation and I saw the media just eat him up. No, it's Odell. It's Odell. He's just a bad guy. He's he all about himself. When anybody knows him, no one ever thinks that. Yeah. He's you know like a great teammate. Everyone yeah. really likes him. And yeah. I'm just so happy he's with the Rams. And I honestly, like, you know, I'm not going to... I mean, I hope he wins the Super Bowl, you know? And I hope Stafford wins, and I mm-hmm. hope all those guys win. I mean, Vaughn, all those guys, Ramsey, yeah. you know, not just because it's the Rams, but just because, like, you know, they kind of been a, a whole bunch of teams. It's a team where no one believed in them, mm. you know? And I believe in the underdogs. Like, no one believed in Stafford. They was like, oh, like... What's the hype about Stafford? But, you know, he he's showing you. Yeah. No one believed in Odell. He left there. Now he's showing you. He's back to doing his thing. No one believed in Vaughn. He's like, oh, he's older, whatever. Killing it, bro. Yeah. Like, everybody who says, like, they're just the underdogs, which I love, bro. Cam yeah. Akers, he came back off of kids. Quick. Quick. That was insane. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I just love that stuff because, like, those guys never wavered, and they yeah. just worked. 
That's one of the things, though, I love about this Super Bowl matchup is it's kind of a storybook win for whichever side, but there are so many people to root for uh, on that Rams team. Okay, speaking of situations, I have to ask, did you know the rule about handing the ball to the ref? I didn't know. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I, besides defense, I can't tell you no off, like, besides two-minute format, I can't yeah. tell you about no off in, like, situational football unless it's defense. Yeah. I mean, that was such a wild sequence. Like, walk me through. You're on the sideline and you're looking at it. Like, what are you thinking? I saw the ref hit him. I'm thinking we might get a second back and then just, like, call a game. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, my mouth kind of just dropped and I was just sick. Yeah, I was I mean, sick to my stomach. It was a sick way to lose. And, like, that's a thing. I feel like if I was a player and I was thinking about the game, that's the moment that would really, like, run through my head constantly. I just think one thing about Dallas specifically is the expectation every year is championship or a bust. Like, if you all aren't winning the Super Bowl, everybody feels like that year was a wash. Like, there's very high expectations. Do you feel those expectations? Uh, we was actually talking about this on a pivot about the expectations and, um, and and kind of like, I don't feel it because like, I'm not in a situation. Like, I feel like when I'm putting on my jersey, I'm putting on my pads, like I'm a ball out regardless of the score. Like, I don't care if we're down 30, there's a way that we could come back. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, people forget fall groups. Like this was just a four, what they were, five games, mm-hmm. five, six games last year. And now we just won, what, 12 this year? Yeah. So, I mean, the growth, the potential, the talent we got around the team, like, the strides, like, it's hard to go from, you know, A to D. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a journey, like, getting there. Like, look yeah. at the Bengals. Like, they was a, it was lose-lose, not in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're taking that step forward, too. And I think for Dallas, like, the lights are so bright there. Everything is big just because it's it's such it is America's team, right? When did those lights feel the brightest to you? Uh I don't know if I ever really felt them. Like every big game, I wanted to be that guy in the big game. Like, I don't think like if you want to be the best player on the field, the lights never affect you. You affect the lights. Mm. Like, the light is going to shine on you regardless. Like, the light's going. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. You, so, are, you are not a product of the environment. The environment yeah. is a product of you. So I knew as I go, they go. Yeah. You know? Because at the end, they're watching you. Mm-hmm. So why would, like, the pressure of them watching you, like, I knew I was prepared. Like, I knew I was ready. Yeah. I knew the mentality I had to take into the game. Mm-hmm. That's why any big game, I'm going to be like, I was there. Like yeah. you, And that's how you're remembered, you know? Mm-hmm. People don't remember you by just one game. Like, And I tell anybody, like, you can watch the tape. There's not a game where I felt like I didn't give it my all, except for that New England game. And that's when I was like, bro, everything got to change. You felt like the New England game, you did not give it your all. I didn't. And I, and I felt like I was just not there. I was non-existent. Yeah. Why do you think that was? I didn't make the plays that I I like to make. Like, I didn't have, like, TFL, no sacks, no, like, major. I didn't impact the game. Yeah. And I feel like if you're a first-round pick or if you're a million-dollar player, whatever, however it may be, you got to find a way to impact the game. Yeah. Have you read Relentless by Tim Grover? No. You like that. He talks a lot about that. There are coolers, cleaners, and closers. And everybody is, like, one of those. And people that are cleaners, they just operate at a different level. Every moment for them is clutch time. Like, every moment for them. It's not like, oh, fourth quarter, you turn it on because it's never off. Um, and Tim Grover, he, he, like, trained Michael Jordan. He's, like, a mental coach. And he has a lot of books that are like that. And I think that you would like to read. I'm going to get that book for you. All right, I'm going to have to tap into it. No, I think, I think that you'd, you'd really enjoy that. A um, couple more things I wanted to ask you, and then we have some, some mm-hmm. fan questions for you that are people watching on the app. Are we still doing that, Rocky? Mm-hmm. Fan questions? Okay, cool. I want to know also what it was like being on Hard Knocks. I like Hard Knocks, but I'm like, you know the camera's there, though. Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. And, uh, you know, I like the people, too. Like, yeah. the, 
like they were really good people. And Shannon, the one that, you know, does all the hard knocks is like a very close friend of mine. Cause she did my Hey Rookie. So I kind of knew the cast already. And, you know, they was treating me so well and like with so much respect. So I didn't mind them being there. You had a lot of good moments. Like you were definitely tailor-made for Hard Knocks. I remember I was watching it once with me and a great one were texting. I'm like, he is meant to be on this show. Well, you know, you know, I always wanted to be an actor going back to our acting days. Yes. Oh, that's another thing I have to say. We, we <laughs> have these game nights. You love games. And one of the games I just like randomly made up on the spot. We gave each other dramatic situations and then we had to perform like a monologue or a dialogue. And we were paired up and we had the best one. Yeah. You can kind of act. I'm not gonna lie. I, like I could, I could, I could go. I I I could like I've been I've been thinking about doing a little bit of acting later down the road for real. Really? Yeah. Because our scene, it was like you were dying on the floor, and I'm like trying to save you, and you killed that. I was I was good. You know, I'm talking about how I was really the good actor, but you were really good. No idea, no idea. Because you're going to have me try, start, try for the next Black Panther or something. Oh, I see that for you. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. If you had to pick, like, okay, a movie world and a TV world, okay, that you're like, this is my acting. I could get in this role and kill it. Tell me one movie and one TV show. Um, One movie? Uh, bro, I'm a big Denzel guy. Denzel Washington's my guy. So if I could get into like an Equalizer or a John Q, which is a classic for me. No, John Q, you that, that's Yo, a hard killed, role. Like he <laughs> killed that. Like John Q is like, like Denzel is that guy for me. Like yeah. I like I typed his name on Google and watched every Denzel movie. Really? Yeah, the Hurricane was so good. Do you ever watch yeah, the Hurricane? He's he's great. Oh my God, that Hurricane about like the racism. The, the overcoming, the change of life, the mm-hmm. belief in those people who fought for him. Like, that just, I don't know. He knows how to kill any role. Any role. Like, Catalog, it's, it's, like, it's insane. Senses, yeah. like, it, he just. You know, I will say, speaking of Denzel, because uh, I remember I was watching an interview that he did, and somebody asked him, when you look at your career, what are you most proud of? And his answer was, the career. Like, I'm proud of the longevity and what I've been able to Produce. And I think that with the, with the football player too, right? When someone asks you what you're proud of, you don't want to only think about one movie or like one role that you had. You're going to be like, no, I was this the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that when you're talking about legacy and what you want to be remembered as, I want to be remembered as being Micah Parsons yeah. the entire time and really never letting up. And I would say you always want to remember like the turning point. Mm-hmm. Like what changed for you? Like, and I think that's where the most successful people come from. Yeah. Like, there's always a turning point in your life. Like, if I had a chance to sit down with Denzel, I'd be like, man, what? Because he talked about, like, I watched his motivational videos, too. All so his speeches good. and stuff. He talked about the woman in the barbershop. But after that, like, after she said that, like, what changed for him inside of him for him to become so successful? Mm-hmm. You know, those are the questions, like, that I like to ask, like, what changed for you? Like, what made you get that motivation? Did you go back? Like, I mean, he did go back because obviously he's very educated now. Yeah. But like, you know, what triggered for you after that? Like, yeah. was that the changing point? Of her, like those words of confirmation do that for you? Or mm-hmm. was it just like, you just got one day and was like, bro, I got to do better. What was your turning point? Or do you think it's happened yet? So I was telling a story because, you know, people should learn. Um, in seventh grade, I was not good at school. I didn't really put the effort in. Like, I was always going to summer school, things like that. Just being dumb, not really caring. Like, I was like, I'm a, I just play sports. Like, yeah. I did wrestling, I did baseball, I did football. Like, it didn't matter to me as long as I was in a sport and as long as I could do that. Like, I didn't care. So, it was a big, I was a big time wrestler growing up. So, all my friends was like getting held back and stuff. So, I ended up getting held back. And, Everyone was, like, making fun of me. Like, I was, like, getting bullied for getting held back. Like, even growing up, like, all the way through high school, like, people were like, oh, you're so dumb, you're so dumb. And it just fired me. So I was like, bro, I got to make a switch. So after that, I was like, bro, I can never fail again. Yeah. Like, I can never fail again. Like, there's nothing in me that could ever want me to fail again to make this feel this type of pain, this the feeling of just feeling empty. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So after that, I was like, bro, like, I'm going to prove all you wrong, and I'm going to grind, like, I never even got, like, I, like even if I got a C, like, it scared me. Like, I would never even try to get a C. Yeah. You feel like you proved them wrong? Uh, nah. Like, and it's funny because, uh, you know, 
it's just, it's like, at one point, it's like, you want to prove wrong, but I was like, no, like, I don't want to prove them wrong no more. I want to prove myself right. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do this for me, not them. I love that. You know what? I'm I'm really kind of thinking about how we gonna get Micah and Denzel together. We got y'all got to sit down. Yeah, that is something you got to figure out. I sat down with Ray for like an hour over dinner uh, a couple weeks back. That was great. You know. You gave me a nice couple of quotes for next year. I can't give you nothing <laughs> right now. You're not gonna drop it on us though. <laughs> you know, you know what me and you always are here because you're you're May 26, right? Yeah. So we're both Gemini's May 22nd. Uh-huh. Do you have two personalities? I have so many, bro. <laughs> I might have more than two. I might have like eight. What are they? Uh, like I got three names for them Tell right me. now. So it's Mike, of course. Um, you got the late night Sachi. That's when I'm off, you know, the Henny, the tequila, you know, late night. <laughs> and then I got like this anger one that like pops out, but it's so hard to pull him out. Like, What's the name? I don't know. I might call him Bad Max. Oh. Yeah. Okay, late night Sachi, Micah, and Bad Max. Yeah, because like it would take you so much to pull him out of me because like I hate being like that. Okay. And then like I got this like pessimistic person inside of me too that I need a name for. What do you mean by pessimistic? Like, you ever just feel yourself like everything's going so right, but like you try to find ways for things to be wrong Mm -hmm. and like you kind of put it on other people. That's kind of like what I be doing in my head. Like, like there's people that be nothing but nice to me about, man, they like, I don't know, I can't trust them. Like, yeah. They were so, like, something's so shady. Like, but like, I feel like I be tripping. Like, I'm just going crazy or something. I don't know. And so that's one of the. The mini that you have. Wait, yeah. so then which personality of Micah is on the football field? I would just say that's the lion. Lion. We we got to about five. Yeah. The lion. Do we have like a do we have a happy one besides late night Sachi? I'm happy right now. That's probably Micah. <laughs> like because you know, I'm always people always say you're a character, so that's probably just me. And you you absolutely are. Okay, all the personalities, all of them are great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um Questions from the audience. If there's one running back in the history of the NFL that you could stop in the backfield, who would it be? Bo Jackson. Mm, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he was a he was a menace. Like you know, I feel like, and you know, they had that big boss, the boss, like the boss. I watched the documentary. His big thing, and when they had that moment on the goal line, I would wanted to win that moment. Crazy, crazy. I mean, he was so good. I mean, do you say best athlete of all time? Easily. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. And he's just, he's that guy, just the what if. But if he had that technology and things we have now, oh my gosh. Different. Absolutely different. Okay. I love that. What else we got? On Hard Knocks, you said we will be in the Super Bowl for three, or in three years. Do you really believe that? A great question, by the way, whoever asked that. I do really believe that. I just like... I see the guys around me, and I don't see none of them like, like all the guys want it. It's just a matter of we got to have a clean game. Like those penalties hurt. Mm-hmm. Like there got to be a turning point in the game, and you know those penalties just kept putting us back. So mm-hmm. if we clean the little things, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit. Now, I'm gonna tell you this right now because I know how these interviews tend to go. When me, someone is going to clip that, and if you're not there, and I guess what. Two years now, <laughs> they are going to run the tape. So you better make sure you live up to that. Because that is what A-game. we call a guarantee in this biz. You got it. You want guaranteed money, you're going to win a guaranteed ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, how many more? Like two more? Hardest thing you had to overcome this season, physically, mentally, whatever. So actually, like, the whole season, I've been battling, like, a knee injury. So uh, I, like, I don't know, like, during camp, I had... I was making a tackle. It was against the Rams when we had that practice thing. And I, like, hyperextended my knee. And it was just, like, it was just at a pivotal point. It was like, bro, I'm in a position battle. Like, um, I'm going against, you know, Jalen. I'm, like, the first game's coming up soon. And I was like, bro, like, this is the worst time for this to happen. Like, and it was just something that just kept lingering. Because, like, you know, when you hyperextend something, it needs rest. It was like, I can't take no rest. So the whole season, like, I just have Kevin and get rehab, 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 so that way I can stay on the game. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much were you feeling that this hurt when you were playing? 
But I mean, you know, you picked the little pain pills. Yeah. You know, during the game, but after the game, like I'd be like, bro. Yeah. And this was season long. Season long. Wow. Okay. Another one. Who are you training with? What does uh, your off season look like? My off season is probably gonna start right after Super Bowl weekend. Um, stop drinking, stop doing all those things. And no more late night sashi. No more late night sashi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and really just start getting ready. Like, I, I want to get more explosive. I'm going to do some work with a little bit of everyone. I'm going to work out with Chandler a little bit. I'm going to work out with D. White a little bit because I love the competitive environments. Like, you know, I don't never think it's good to work by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to always work with someone because you always got someone that's going to push you mm-hmm. to a limit that you're not willing to go. And yeah. Sometimes it's not about you pushing me. It's about I'm going to pull more out of you, and that's just going to make me better because I'm going to try to get the best out of you, and I'm going to just have to beat the best out of you. Mm-hmm. I love that. And where do you where do you spend the offseason? So last year I was in L.A., and that's the thing about what I got thinking about over the next week. I got to find a place to work out. I got to find a place to train, all that stuff, because I've never done it before. Yeah, there's all the things. I know Bernie going to get you right, though. Yeah. Bernie will. Bernie will absolutely But you won't see me in no Miami. I promise you that. Miami's the worst. I just think it's too easy to get distracted. Yeah. I don't know why people ever train there. I can't there. do it. Yeah, it's just there's a lot going on. Although you could maybe say the same about L.A., but it's a bit more controlled in L.A., yeah. I feel like. And I don't know, you stay out in Orange County or something, like, you got to drive to it. Yeah. You know There's I mean? some separation between yeah. the— L.A.'s big. Yeah, the party and the sun. Well, you know, I hope that you have a very fun Super Bowl week. Whenever I say that to guys, they're like, no, it's not fun because I'm not playing mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. But you should just soak in truly the accomplishments that you had this year, that you're up for some big awards. You're in the conversation for even— bigger awards and this is this is just the beginning of Michael Parsons so enjoy that and have an amazing time thanks Tay thank you for stopping by of course I told you I got you anytime anytime appreciate you Mike bye (laughs)